Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. How do you like to finish the college basketball season paying under $30 per week? Between now and Selection Sunday on March 12th, there are still tons of regular season college basketball action to go. Plus, all the conference tournaments and Wager Talk and Sports Memo are announcing their March Madness Bonanza special that will include the rest of the college basketball regular season, conference tournaments, NCAA tournament through the national championship, and any plays released in the NIT or CBI tournaments. That's right, from Monday, February 27th through Monday, April 3rd, there are five full weeks of hoops action, which breaks down to under $30 per week. Sign up for this promotion now on your favorite Handicappers homepage and get the rest of the college basketball season through the National Championship in Houston on Monday, April 3rd. Plus all non-March Madness tourneys, including the NIT and CBI, all for only $149. That's under $5 a day for one of the best betting experiences in sports. Some call March Madness the most exciting time in sports betting, so act fast as the March Madness Bonanza Special is only available for a limited time. Grab your favorite college basketball handicapper, or perhaps add two or three college hoops experts to make this March Madness not only exciting, but also profitable. No coupon is needed. Just head to the homepage of the handicapper of choice and lock the $149 price in now. As the earlier you sign up, the more days you receive. Welcome everybody to Wager Talk today. I am Lawrence Presman. He is Teddy Covers, and you're watching the best daily sports betting show on the planet. Teddy, who's on? What are we talking about, my friend? Ralph Michaels will be our first guest today. We asked him last week for a money line versus ATS chart in the NBA. He's brought it for us today. So we're going to talk about the short favorites in the NBA, both at home and on the road and how they do money line versus against the point spread. Fascinating discussion with Ralph. To start the show, we'll also talk some action in college hoops tonight, Miami, Owen, Buffalo, and he'll break down Orlando and Charlotte in the NBA. Brian Power is going to join us next. He's got a pair of plays he wants to discuss in college hoops. One in the Big South tournament, Campbell versus Longwood. One in the Ohio Valley conference tournament, Southeast Missouri State, versus Moorhead State. Rob Vino is going to close out the show. He's got college hoops to discuss in Mountain West action, New Mexico and Colorado State. And in the NBA, he's going to talk about the Warriors and the Pelicans. My big game breakdown is NBA as well. We'll talk Sacramento and the LA Clippers. And if we get to 100 likes, we'll have a presidential address with Lawrence's NHL opinions before the show is through. So it is a loaded 
Friday edition. Let's get right in. Teddy, before we bring Ralph on, uh, firstly, Megatron writes that it's uh, 3.37 a.m. in Melbourne, and he is here watching the show. You wanted a shout-out? I'll give you a shout-out. Thank you for uh, getting up. Get me an Australian pie, would you? I love those things. I've actually been searching Toronto for a a really good meat pie and uh, can't come up with one, man. You like meat pies, Teddy? No. Uh, well, you have to have one. You have to have an Australian made. Made well, the Australian meat pies are spectacular. Anyway, I lost my five percent play last night. It was on Indiana. It was never a good pick. Uh, well, I, there was there was a moment in the first quarter where it was a good pick. Um, I think they were up by nine. It was uh, it was horrific, and and I apologize to everybody out there. But look. I, I'm not wearing it, man. I'm on a run from the gods above. I cannot win every single game. Uh, I, I I normally take these 5% losses terribly. But, man, after a 5-0 and Wednesday, I went 2-3 and yesterday. It, it's going to happen. And, and I, I humbly apologize. And it, it, it just really shows why it's important to not buy these daily 5% plays, but to buy three-day, seven-day you know, one month all access passes, you'll get the 5% plays along the way, but ultimately you're not going to be stuck in a scenario where it's win on demand. And winning on demand, Teddy, is a really tough thing to do. Yeah, I mean, look, I had the same play as you did last night. Obviously, Halliburton didn't play, and boy, the Pacers without Halliburton are not a bet on team by any stretch of the imagination. They showed it again uh, last night, and you and I both thought he was going to play. So that was a big piece of the equation. You got announced just before uh, out, to, you know, shortly yep. before tip off. That was a little bit frustrating, no doubt. That said, I agree 100% with your assessment in terms of the best way. Look, people like big plays. There's a reason that we post big plays, they sell. The reality is that any handicapper that you want to get involved with, the best scenario is always all access because that way you get the plays when they're released. You get a chance to make up for a 5% loss. You get all the winners when they come. So it, it makes, it makes to me, it's a clear choice. If I was a purchaser, and back in the day I was, uh, you know, if I was a purchaser, it, for me, it'd be a, you know, a, a, some type of all access. Three day, seven day, 30 day, yeah. whatever you want to do. That said, they both lost. You know, my, uh, <laughs> the 5% loss, my play lost. I had a terrible night last night. We'll see if we can turn it around tonight on Friday, as you mentioned. Inevitably. We're not going to win every day. Hopefully, we're not going to lose every day. Let's see if we can both get back on track tonight. Yeah, I'm not liking this shirt on air. I think the V-neck's a bit too low. It's, uh, I'm not. I'm not enjoying myself right now. So, guys, so, last yeah, just real quick. So, I thought maybe the beard to come off or get yeah. Trimmed so I'm going to get into that. I'm going to. I'm going to get into that. So, guys, my five percent. This is a crazy story. My five percent play loses last night. And uh, Teddy texts me, like, within seconds of it lo- losing. Um, Teddy texts me saying, well, you can shave that stupid, terrible, crappy, disgusting beard off now. So I'm like, Viv, I get to shave the beard. I lost. And Vivian goes nuts. She's like, 
I have been telling you to shave that disgusting looking beard for a month. You're with me and you have that stupid beard and now you're going to Whistler without me and you're going to shave it just before you go? Hell freaking no. You're going to look stupid with me. You're going to look stupid away from me. I am now not allowed to shave this beard until I get back from Whistler. Otherwise, I'm going to have marital issues. Just trim it. That's the key. That, now you don't have to shave it. Did, Just trim it. Yes. She said I'm allowed to trim. But yeah, so I have been completely Ralph banned from uh, shaving the beard. Ralph Michaels joining us. Ralph, you know, it would be a fascinating chart. How are you, my friend? Good, thanks. You know, it would be a fascinating chart. How many times a handicapper at Wager Talk loses a 5% play? And how they do the very next day. Because you like that that in the Patriots off a loss? Yeah, like exactly. (laughs) I I can only speak on behalf of me. But whenever I lose my five percent play, the next day is usually incredible. So uh I will say this. I'm gonna promote a five percent NBA play. I'm number one in NBA the last two years. 3-0 3-0 and run on 5% totals, 12-3 and run the last three years. This is my first NBA totals play of the season. But I will also say this. Both of you guys talked how important it is to bet all the games and not the 5%. Guys, you got to remember this. A 5% play is exactly 1% more than a 4% play. If you have a $10,000 bankroll, it's $400 versus $500. It's a minuscule difference. So do not weigh the 5% more than just 1% more than a 4%, 2% more than a 3%. And I'll even say this, while we rate our plays, if you're a novice and just starting in this industry and you don't have good money management skills, I have absolutely no issues if you bet all three, four, and five percent plays for the exact same value. I agree. So you're de-importunizing the five percent play. If you are good at money management, then I clearly suggest the percentage. But again, there, I think all of us agree. Wow. If you're bad at money management, you play the five exactly the same as the four. The four is exactly the same as the threes, yeah. and you will be better off in the long run. Yeah, well, well said, Ralph. Jimmy Burke writes, uh, your beard is fine. You're rich. Who cares? Um, rich people like to look good, too. Actually, rich people probably like to look good better than anyone else because they spend all day in the salon. They get their nails done. They got nothing to do. Their hair, their nose hairs get plucked. Teddy, the barber last week cut my ear hair. Ear. I'm getting ear hair. Anyway. Yeah. Oy, that's what, yeah guess right. what? <laughs> what? It's then it becomes every time you go in, and now you know, yeah, that's welcome to middle age, to older middle age. Yeah, middle uh, Ralph, age. Let's take my a look ass. At the chart. Yeah, Ralph, bring up the chart. Let's go. Well, the chart is two parts. The top half of the chart are home favorites, the bottom half are away favorites. I looked at minus one, minus one and a half, minus two, minus two and a half, and minus three. The first thing I'm going to say is this. You look at how small home favorites have performed. And the only thing I could say, Teddy and Prez, if you agree or disagree, 
home court advantage is overvalued in the NBA because home favorites of minus one, the home favorites of minus three, all of them ATS have been a negative proposition. And there is the chart. You'll see the straight up record to the right. That's playing the money line, the units won and lost. You look at the ATS numbers, home favorites, there's no positive home favorite number in the NBA in the last five years under three or less. Now look at the bottom. You see the bottom, there's only one green number and one even number. So surprisingly, away favorites of minus two and a half or minus three have been better on the money line than they are against the spread. Home favorites on the top, you'll see brown arrows to the right. Even though those are bad numbers, it's still better betting on ATS than straight up. So ATS better off as a home favorite, no question. The money line on the short home favorites have been better than the ATS numbers. So Prez, does that help you quantify from the question you asked last week? Well, the question I asked last week, Ralph, was not specific to time periods. And, and Teddy, it's interesting because I called Ralph on the phone and I'm like, there must be a number where, because, you know, basketball has so many runs. Uh, Indiana yesterday up by nine, lose the game by 700. Um, there has to be a number. Is it, you know, if a team is down by 20, is that when you bet them in game? Where is that sweet spot? Where, you know, teams are not at all what you asked him on air last week. You asked him on air last week. It wasn't on air, dude. I called him on the freaking phone. Okay. Well, what we promised our viewers last week when you asked him on air, not in your private conversation with Ralph or finding data that you wanted, but what we promised our viewers that we would give him a chart about ATS versus straight up with the short favorites. There was debate as to whether it was better to blindly bet them uh, on the money line yeah. versus the point spread. And that's what true. Ralph's chart is telling us pretty clearly is that it's not that great to bet any of them in any straight. <laughs> the short home favor, the short favorites in the NBA have not been profitable in any role, whether it's ATS or straight up. My follow-up for Ralph is this. All right. You have the one green number on the entire chart of away favorites minus two and a half. Is that an anomaly? Is that just a short, a relatively short sample size? Because it stands out like a sore thumb. I can't think that minus two and a half point road favorites are the one subset that we're looking for uh, out of this group. That one stands out as one that doesn't make sense to me. What do you think, Ralph? Uh, you know what, Teddy? It it may make sense. It may not make sense. But we don't have enough data to know because the minus two and a half is a positive. Because the minus three is basically a break even. If I looked at minus three and a half, minus four, minus four and a half, if we have a range that allows us to be profitable, it may be a profitable situation. If I did minus three and a half and I find out it's another negative, then clearly it's an anomaly. So I'll tell you what, I will throw it up on Twitter. I will take the three and a halfs and fours after this show. Actually, we're gonna film bet on it college basketball after this, but later this afternoon, I will continue that subset, and that will answer your question, Teddy, if it's an anomaly or perhaps that mid-range away favorite is a positive situation 
to bet the money line. Yeah, and, and, and Ralph, I mean, this stuff is unbelievable. The work you do is ridiculous. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm curious, is there, a, what is the best number to bet? Is it plus six? Is it minus six? Is it, you know, plus nine and a half? What, what is the best number in the NBA to bet? Uh, is that something we can find? Well, again, Prez, you know, it's, there's no real answer because of this. The database I use takes an NBA game and uses the line that most people can bet them. But there may be databases that use a minus three. There may be a database that minus two and a half. There may be a database that minus three and a half. So I can't give you an answer because there's no set line in the NBA to say it's this. The best thing I can say is you would have to look for a range where most databases are using a play in that range versus just a random picking whatever spread you think is the, uh, is the line for that game. And Lawrence, let me well, jump in here real quick because it's important to note when it comes to databases, I see it all the time. This database has the oh, the line was two and a half. This database, <laughs> the line was three. This database, the line was three and a half. Some of them use the closers from one book. Some of them use the closers from another book. Some of them use a closer that was there literally for ten seconds before tip off or kickoff. You know, so what yeah. Ralph was saying about ranges. That's the best way, in my opinion, to do that type of database research. If you're saying, what is the best line? Is it plus six versus plus six and a half versus plus nine and a half? That you're going to get random results based on random data. What, what uh, different databases that you use. There you go. Man, Ralph, outstanding work. Okay, brother, let's start taking apart some games. Miami, Ohio at Buffalo, minus eight and a half of Buffalo. This is a 7 p.m. Eastern game. The total is 152 and a half. How do you suggest we tackle this game? Well, clearly this is hot versus cold. I will say that this is an actual 3% client release, as is my NBA total. I look at this Miami team and I am very impressed at the way they finished. Listen, they've always been a good offensive team. Their defense is where they struggle. Travis Steele, their head coach, came out a few games ago and said, guys, our defensive uh, intensity has been incredible. Uh, Miami with four straight wins and covers, including three straight upsets. They've shot 50% their last uh, five games. They've only allowed 42% on defense. The Bulls only three and seven ATS their last 10 games. And the three wins were against Central Michigan, the second worst team in the map, Western Michigan, the worst team in the map, and Northern Illinois, which is on the bottom half. Bulls offense is only top 46% once in the last six games. And here's a nice system. Again, remember, a team angle applies to one team in a certain situation. A system to me much stronger because it is a NCAA-wide system that applies to any team in this parameter. When teams are late in the season, game number 18 and on, so you're in the last month of the season, if you're on the road, off a road upset win by 15 points or more, like Miami is, those teams are very solid, 63.3% since 2014. And I will say this, I played this and I also loaded this as a 1% money line play, grabbing Miami of Ohio, grabbing the Red Hawks, plus 320 on the money line. So I have a 3% play on Miami plus the eight and a half and a 1% play on Miami plus 320. 
The Red Hawks live dogs in Buffalo today, says Ralph Michaels. Ralph, let's shift our focus over to the NBA and take a look at the Orlando Magic and the Charlotte Hornets. Charlotte just lost their starting point guard for the year, <laughs> which is certainly a, a loss for them on the offensive end of the floor. But Orlando's defense, their last three games has been absolutely torched. They're coming off a game where they gave up a buck 39, uh, and it felt like it could have been worse than that. It wasn't any defensive acumen whatsoever for the Magic in that contest. Can they cover this number on the highway or Charlotte, or is this a game at Charlotte, or is this a game we might want to look at the total instead of the side? I'm going to go under the total, Teddy. And as you said, missing a point guard is an important thing. One thing I will say about Orlando giving up a buck 39, that was on the road to Milwaukee. Okay, so I understand giving up 139 points to the Bucks, who I believe have won 17 straight games. But you look at Charlotte, and remember, an over-under number is important, but an over-under record with a significant margin makes that play much stronger. What am I talking about? Well, the Charlotte Hornets have gone under five straight games, and those games have gone under by 16 points per game. The Hornets are the best under team in the NBA at home, sans the Clippers. They are 9-21 and at home over under. That is a 70% clip to the under. They're also 5-20 and over under with less than two days rest and 4-17 and over under versus losing teams, as long as they're not a big dog. When Charlotte Hornets play a losing team, four over, 17 unders, as a favorite or a dog, the plus five. And you look at the Magic now. Yes, they went over their last game, but they're still two and eight over under their last 10. And in those eight games that have gone under the total, they've gone under by 16.2 points per game. They're five and 13 over under off a loss. They do seem to play better defense when they're when they're off a deficit and shooting only 42% their last four games. Game 547-548, Orlando and Charlotte under the total. Ralph Michaels, everyone. Guys, don't forget, Ralph does have a 5% play up in NBA tonight. He's on a 12-4 run in NBA, a 12-3 run in these very 5% plays, and this is his first one of the season. It is a total. Prez, one well, more thing I got to mention. Uh, up by Monday at Wager Talk will be the MLB guide. There are 75 records for each of the last two years for run line, money line, over, under. My son over at Sports Memo, JM Sports CLE, he broke down every roster in MLB. We list who's back, who's gone, where they went, plus acquisitions, for all the game stats for last year, you're going to be able to break down the Major League Baseball teams in a quick glance. That Wager Talk free MLB guide will be posted by Monday on my page. Awesome stuff, Ralph Michaels, everyone. Teddy Covers, what did we learn in the wonderful world of sports betting last night? So I got a great tweet yesterday uh, from one of our regular viewers who says, that's why I've been watching Wager Talk today for the last year and a half. We want to know about Teddy's thought process. What are the thought process for the handicappers? Not necessarily the plays, but the thoughts behind it. So here's one I got right last night, but it ended up being wrong. <laughs> I had Detroit, the Titans, at home in the Horizon League tourney opener. 
And I like to ride teams in March. If I play a team in the opening round of the tournament, I'll often back them again in the next round, in the next round, one, two, three, four times. I'll be on the same team, tournament-wise. Generally, I'll ride them. But I didn't ride Detroit last night. Against any opponent versus Youngstown, I probably would have. I respect Youngstown. I made money on that team this year. Adam Trigger came on and said that's a team to beat in the conference. I respect his opinion. And more than anything else, I was worried about Antoine Davis. Antoine Davis, of course, uh, had the chance to break Pete Maravich's all-time college basketball scoring record last night. And that's an insane record. That's a Cy Young wins type of record. It's been held for more than 50 years. So you have the best team in the conference they're going against, red flag. A red flag with Davis, a ton of pressure on this kid. And it's also a lot of shots. I'm worried about how the team's going to react if he broke the record with the intensity Uh drop. I'm worried about how they would play if he was still short of the record. He's jacking up shots. And, of course, Youngstown was going to do everything they could to try to make sure he didn't break the record. So all those reasons kept me off Detroit. He came in needing 26 points, and I was right. All right? They didn't play well. They were distracted. At the end of the game, he finished 7 of 26 from the floor, 4 of 16 from 3. He only had four free throw attempts. He didn't have a rebound, two assists, five turnovers. Clearly not his best game. All right. And (laughs) at the end of the game, he's jacking up threes and they're missing and he's jacking up threes. So in a sense, I was right. My concerns were very valid about Detroit's ability to go down there and win, about the hang tough, about Davis's, if he's going to play, the team's going to be able to maintain intensity for 40 minutes. My concerns were all valid. And yet, (laughs) Detroit still covered wire to wire, right side winner. Ended up losing by five, and that was a hell of a lot better than anything I put out for my clients last night. So there was a thought process. It talked me off a winner. I understand why I did it. I can't beat myself up for doing it because the handicap was right. It was the point spread. A little bit out of whack, and Youngstown State didn't play their best offensive game last night. That's what I learned, Lawrence. What about you? You're muted. Keep talking. You're muted. No, you're still uh, there. Muted. I'm unmuted. I muted myself, Teddy. I don't want to interrupt your beautiful yeah. thoughts, but I told you already what I learned. Vivian called me a monkey. She hates my beard and she won't let me shave because I'm going away. Uh, that's pretty much what I learned. Last, although I did win a Scrabble game. Um, and I, I, uh, you know what? Just let, let, let's bring Brian Powers in. Brian Powers, welcome to a wager talk today, my brother. How are you, dude? Doing good, Prez. Teddy, nice to uh, be back on the show after a week off. Man, it's uh, you know, feels like it's been a long time. Well, listen, there was a huge movement afoot to keep you off the show for a week. Oh, um, yeah, huge. <laughs> it was Teddy. He was like, oh. He's like, I'm sick of Brian Power. He comes on with all this incredible knowledge. He answers my questions so well. His hair's better than mine. He looks like he's a surfer. I don't want him on the show anymore. I'm like, Teddy, man, what's up? Yeah. Well, you know, unlike, I got the hair cut last week, as a matter of fact, because I was down in Florida. That's why I couldn't make the show. And I was, I'm getting a new headshot, actually, for the site. And the last thing I wanted was to go down to Florida, get a nice tan with my long hair, cut the hair off, and I have these hideous tan lines, and then I'm like, "Uh, I can't do this. So that's where I've been, and I'm back, and hopefully I say something smart here in the next uh, few minutes. Hopefully I'm not out of practice, if you will. Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, so uh, I need to get a headshot. I get abused over my 20-year-old headshot. And it's not because it's I love it so much. It's because I'm just a freaking lazy ass. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, the other thing Viv pointed out was that if she sh- let her the hair on her legs grow, would I appreciate that? And I gave it a lot of thought, and I'm like, oh god, I this this beard thing has become an issue in my world, Teddy. Ah, uh, Bry, <laughs> let's go. Campbell versus Longwood minus six for Longwood. How do we bet this game? Yeah, we're gonna go deep on the board, guys, uh, for both of. The games we're going to talk about today, and for those unfamiliar with the Big South, Longwood is actually the slight odds-on favorite to win this tournament, despite being the number three seed. They finished the regular season tied with Radford for the second-best record in the league, lost that tie break, but I don't think they're too concerned uh, over at Longwood because they won this tournament last year. They retained the core of that team, and so there's an experience edge the Lancers have over the rest of the field this weekend in Charlotte. And thus, I'm a little surprised, guys, that this line isn't higher, given that Longwood's quarterfinal opponent tonight, Campbell, had to play a first-round game Wednesday night. Uh, Longwood was one of six teams that got a bye into the quarterfinals here. And while Campbell gets the day off yesterday between tournament games, it should be noted it was not easy in the first round against last-place Presbyterian, a horrible team that finished the year 5-27 and and on an 18-game losing streak. The uh, Fighting Camels, that's uh, Campbell, for those, uh, again, unfamiliar. Uh, They had the distinction of being the only Big South team to lose to Presbyterian in the regular season. Actually fell behind them in the second half Wednesday. So I'm not too scared here, the old Fighting Camels uh, playing for the second time in three days. And there's a lot to like about Longwood, guys. Number four in the country in non-steal turnover percentage. 14-3 and straight up when holding teams under 70 points, which I think they're going to do here. And they had no problem. This is the real important part. Uh, with this Campbell team in the regular season. In the two meetings, they beat them by 25 and 24. Campbell shoots 8 of 46 from three in those two games, and neither of them were close. The, both those games were over at halftime, and I think Longwood's going to come out motivated here. They lost their regular season finale at home as a six-point favorite to top seed UNC Asheville. I look for Longwood to roll in the Big South quarters uh, tonight in Charlotte. Teddy. Look. Longwood mine, you can find sixes right now. There's a split market between sixes and six and a half on Longwood. Just a quick follow, because I do nothing in the Big South. I don't know any of these teams. Is this a conference that you follow throughout the course of the regular season and you bet on regularly? Or is this conference tournament time? Let's start digging and see what we can find. 
Well, as a matter of fact, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, on Wednesday, I bet the other first-round matchup in this tournament. It was uh, Charleston Southern and High Point, and that was a winner. As you know, Charleston Southern uh, rallied late and got the win for me. That was part of a 3-0 and sweep on Wednesday. So, yeah, I do follow the Big South uh, fairly regularly. Um, there's uh, some interesting teams there, and uh, it's a good, like I said, Longwood. Uh, they've got the uh, resume, and, and they should get it done here tonight against Campbell. Brian Power joining us. Brian, before we get into the uh, next game, which is the in the Ohio Valley Conference, you know what, Teddy, this uh, Pete Maravich record, uh, is it really that good? I mean, all it says to me is that you weren't good enough to get drafted. Pete Maravich was good enough to get drafted. Yeah, but they actually stayed in school for four years now, nowadays, if you're a really In good player, you're never going to touch Pete that record. Was, again, Lawrence. Uh, uh, 1970, when Pete Maravich was uh, was putting that record together, you were not allowed to leave early for the NBA. That's my point. So the guys who come now and break that record, that's a record of shame. That's a record of I'm not good enough to be drafted after my first year, my second year, my third year. So I'm going to play every single game and break a record while all the better players are actually in the NBA. So it's a your take. weird kind out. of record. Mm-hmm. Right? That is, did it, did that's it, not my take. Did it like Don McClain? This is when I was like a teenager or something like that. At UCLA, like wasn't he like really high up? And Don McClain obviously had a lousy road career i'm not talking about the american pie singer i'm talking about don mcclain from ucla yes yeah because i was like you wrote a great song there is a record that i remember being at the top of the scoring list okay i I thought he did like something i thought he did like like i don't know why i would remember that i could be just out to lunch i don't know i thought he he had like some sort of record Anyway, I'm interested to know, and I'm asking the people in the chat room, give me your thoughts. You know, Mark Giordano, defenseman for the Leafs, just broke a record. He is, he has blocked more shots in hockey than any player in history. I'm curious what people think about that record. Is that a record that is amazing, or is it like one of those, you know, penalty minute records i think that record is incredible right you wanted to say something yeah i don't know anything really about hockey but uh i would not get down on the ice and block one puck ever in my life that would hurt dude i play hockey every tuesday night and i go ahead mclean started every game for four years for ucla from his first game as a freshman to his last game as a senior he started them all 127 college games averaged 20.5 points per game including 18.6 as a freshman. But that's nowhere near Pistol Pete. And I'll okay. I, I don't know why. I, I don't, yeah, I don't know why Don McLean's name just popped up in my head. I apologize. Well, we'll, whatever. we'll scrub that from the release on YouTube. Anyway, I'm curious to know if you guys think that shot block record is like a legit record to hang your hat on. Fry, uh, Southeast Missouri State, plus three versus Moorhead State. How do we bet this game? Yeah, let's go deep on the board again, guys. Uh, If you're familiar with Ken Palm's luck ratings, uh, Moorhead State, when you click that column, they come up number one. Uh, So the Eagles probably not as good as their 21-10 and record would indicate. They've certainly had good fortune in close games throughout the regular season, 6-2 and uh, when the final score is four points or less. So for those of you who have picked up on the way I like to handicap, uh, 
you would probably think that Moorhead State would be a team that I'd be fading here. But you would be wrong in this instance because their good fortune continues tonight with what I think is just an incredibly favorable scheduling spot here in the Ohio Valley Conference Tournament. Moorhead State got a, as the top seed, got a double bye into the semis, while tonight's opponent, Southeast Missouri State, has had to win each of the last two days to get here. So that's a, quite the edge. And considering that, I just think this number is way too short. And certainly the market agreed with me because this uh, number came way up. It was minus one and a half. Now it's minus four. But it's not without reason. Uh, it's not just a scheduling spot. Moorhead State has won 11 of 12. They've covered the number 10 times in that stretch. And while uh, SEMO, as they're called in the Ohio Valley, that's Southeast Missouri State, uh, they've won pretty comfortably each of the last two days. I think it's concerning that they allowed 83 points last night to Tennessee State, who shot just 22% from three. Uh, this one's going to come down to pace, guys. Southeast Missouri State plays fifth fastest tempo in the country. Moorhead State, 341st. My handicap on this one, look for the rested favorite to make it a half-court game and cover the short number. Uh, even with the number being bet up, not too scared. Moorhead State is the play in this one. So I bet against the number two team in Ken Palm's luck factor ratings last night. That was Wisconsin-Milwaukee. And they won and covered with room to spare. So the lucky team's staying lucky uh, here in March. Brian Power, what do you have to promote over at wagertalk.com? Yeah, uh, you know, I mentioned I was in Florida last week. Well, since I touched back down here in Ohio, things have been going great. 10-3 and three overall since Sunday. I uh, had to settle for a, a split last night of our two plays. First one was great. American University winning outright at Navy. Unfortunately, the second play, Middle Tennessee could not uh, hang within the number against North Texas. They played a terrible second half, but I'll take 10-3 and three over a five-day span uh, anytime. And today, we've got three plays locked and loaded. One in soccer, so of course, you're, you've got uh, limited time to grab that one because it goes in the afternoon. And we've got two college basketball plays now locked and loaded, so we're going for the 3-0 sweep. I think I mentioned earlier, nice. we went 3-0 on Wednesday. Let's do that for the second time in three days and head on to the weekend in on fire. Ryan Power, everybody. Uh, Teddy, John Finley writes, damn, I wish I went to a school called Moorhead. I would have stayed in school for 10 years. Anyway, bada bing. Uh, hey, I, I'm just reading. I thought, that, I thought John, nine out of 10 on that joke. I think it was excellent. Teddy, the strategist wants to know your thoughts on the Tulane game tonight. Do you have any quickly, any, anything at all? I do not. I do have okay. time for today's big game breakdown. Okay. You're going to promote the, uh, you're going to promote the odd couple package in it, or do you want me to do that now? Why don't you do that now before we go? Okay. Guys, the odd couple promo ends on Sunday. It is a buy one, get one free. Get my three-day all access. You get Teddy's free. Get Teddy's, you get mine free. It's $59, both of us, all access for the next three days. No coupon code required. Head over to the website and check it out. Teddy, my God, are we up against it? And Mr. Loquacious is still to go. Your big game breakdown, my friend. It is time for today's big game breakdown, and we're short on time. 
here on Wager Talk today. Of course, your Sports Central for Gamblers each and every weekday, 9 a.m. here on the left coast, noon for you back east. We're short on time. That means a shorter big game breakdown. We're going to talk Kings and Clippers tonight. Been a whole lot of money on Sacramento so far today, and I understand why. Minus seven. Now, total 239 and a half, 240, depending on where you shop. Look, we found a Russell Westbrook quote, game, uh, quote before the Warriors game. That was a moral equivalent of the Aaron Rodgers famous R-E-L-A-X, relax quote. It was like, sure, we're 0-3 and blowing games and playing lousy defense, but we're great and everything's fine. And they did it again last night. I mean, that was, they were in control against the Warriors on the road, and you blink, and all of a sudden they're down 15. <laughs> and that's Warriors with no Wiggins and no Steph. L.A., they're going to be without Zubac tonight. <laughs> uh, again, uh, they're likely to be without multiple other guys. Paul George is a maybe. Kawhi Leonard isn't out tonight. Marcus Morris may not play. Don't think we're going to see Norm Powell, although based on his performance last night, he may be better off on the bench. Nonetheless, it is a shorthanded Clippers team that has now lost four in a row and is a little bit demoralized, maybe. I don't like this quote uh, from uh, uh, Ty Lue, head coach. You just got to stay the course. Got to be mentally tough, mentally strong. Can't give in. Got to be tougher. It's a veteran team. I don't love that. Sacto's won four straight, seven of their last nine. They just won back-to-back road victories over OKC, showing the type of mental toughness that we haven't seen from the Clips of late. Darren Fox was a full practice participant yesterday, listed as questionable officially. I think he's going to play. Sacto, lay the points. Clips right now headed in the wrong direction. I don't know. I do not want LA on the second of back-to-backs against the team that just scored 160, 76 on them last week. Lay it or don't play it. There's your big game breakdown. Back to you, Mr. Prayer. Eddie, last night, uh, the Golden State Warriors uh, outscored the Clippers by 39 points in the second half. That is the largest in history. I don't, I don't, they, it was 70 to 35 in the second half last night, if memory serves correctly. It was, and I don't it was think 39 the 35 points. point margin would be the largest in the NBA history. It, it was I'm 39 points, the largest in history in the second half of a NBA game. Rob Vino! Rob. Yes. I, 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 I felt like, you know what, man, we're going to run out of time, and that's going to show Rob oh. Vino's true talent. Can he get 600 pages of information in (laughs) in only five minutes? Oh, my God. I'm excited as hell to see this happen. How are you, buddy? What's going on with you? Oh, I am good, Pres, and I wish I didn't tune in early to see the Pete Maravich conversation because now I can't discuss it because we're short on time. But Bullshit, dude. You discuss it. We, We got another 10, 12 minutes. Don't worry. Oh, Give me your thoughts. my gosh. I think if I heard it right, the argument was Pete Maravich wasn't good enough to get drafted, so he hung around. No, that's not the argument. Rob, the argument is in today's age, a great yes. college basketball player who is on his way to the NBA doesn't play four years of college basketball and is therefore incapable of beating that record. All right, this kid played five. Pretty straightforward, man. Yeah, but this kid played five. Davis played five. I don't care if they played ten. The point is, if you are an incredible player, you won't be in college long enough 
to beat that record. Therefore, that record is not as important as people would think. Oh, okay. Simple. You're saying if he uh, I, if he had broken it, you're saying it wouldn't be as important. Right. Who cares? Like, did right. LeBron James get a chance to break that record? No, he didn't I don't even play in the damn record. college. No, yeah, it's not this, a great record. Lawrence, it's a, Lawrence it, just, to, just to put a bow on what we were talking about, I was right. You were wrong. The score was 70 to 35 in the second half last night. I just checked multiple <laughs> sources to make sure that I wasn't that. It was not some 39-point uh, margin. It was a 35-point margin. Perhaps a 39-point turnaround at some point in the second half. But the last two okay. halves of the game, 70 for one team, 35 for the other. Which is Eddie, not you're always right. You're always right. I'm always wrong. Nope. I'm Rob. wrong. <laughs> okay, let's do speed dating. Unless, here, guys. of course, we're in the middle of your big game breakdown. <laughs> if we take away your big game breakdown, you're always right. Uh, Rob, New Mexico, Colorado State, you like the over in this game? It's 152 and a half. Tell us why. Yeah, it used to be 152 and a half when I sent it into you guys. Now it's 157. Obviously, steam, steam, and more steam this morning. Jacked it up four and a half points, Prez. Um, when I did release it earlier today, like I said, it was 152 and a half. Really quick here, reasons why Colorado State at home this season in Mountain West competition is 8-0 over the total. All eight games at home this year against Mountain West teams have gone over. New Mexico on the road. Eight Mountain West games, seven of those have gone over. So you get a combined 15 and one to the over between these two teams as far as home road splits are concerned. Uh, in the case of Colorado State, six of the eight overs that they've played at home versus Mountain West have hit 154 or better. That applied a little bit more when the line was 152 and a half. And New Mexico um, has played five games on the road this year that have gone over 156 in regulation. So two very, very high scoring teams. If you look at the New Mexico point production since Jalen House came back from injury four games ago, 94 against Fresno, 71 against San Diego State. 71 against San Diego State might as well be 85 against anybody else. 77 against Boise, the second-best defensive team in the Mountain West, and 96 against San Jose State. The first meeting between these two, 88-67, hit 157. Um, so, again, you know, it was better at an earlier price, guys. 157 now takes a lot of the steam out of it. I would say this really quickly for those who still want to look for a way to play this game. Colorado State at home in the second half of their last 12 home games is 12-0 and to the over. New Mexico in their last 12 road games is 9-3 and to the second half over. So if you want to sit back, watch the first half, and do some in-game stuff, that's fine, too, but I did play it up and over the total here tonight. Let's shift our focus to the NBA with Rob Vino and talk some West Coast action tonight. The Pelicans and the Warriors. And look, the injuries just continue to get worse uh, for New Orleans. Zion's obviously been out. They're missing Nance. They're missing Alvarado. And it looks like Valanchunas may be the latest Pelican to be missing in action this evening. Nonetheless, they're only four-point dogs uh, at Golden State. The Warriors in the second of back-to-backs. Total here sitting 230.5-231. What do we do with Golden State and New Orleans Friday night in the Bay Area? Yeah, you try to jump the gun, right, Teddy? Golden State's in back-to-backs, and Steve Kerr has shown us that in back-to-back situations he'll rest Clay Thompson. 
Ime rest Draymond Green. Jordan Poole was on the injury list prior to yesterday's game. Maybe they give him a night off here in the second of back-to-backs. Um, so I think the reason for the five and a half down to four was anticipation of what Golden State's injury report may look like. New Orleans injury report was the same as the other night when they defeated Portland 121-110, took a nice 31-19 fourth quarter out of New Orleans when they stepped it up defensively to get that victory. Um, for Golden State, and I'm on the New Orleans side here, plus four. It's a, a meaningful game for both sides as far as playoff positioning is concerned. Um, I anticipate a really close game here in this one. New Orleans, right now, the number 10 seed, only one game ahead of the Lakers, who are 11. That being said, they're only two games behind Golden State, who's the five seed. So New Orleans could make huge progress here with a victory. Um, I wonder if the Warriors don't run out of a little scheme here, guys. They've had some heroic comebacks the last three games. Jordan Poole, 22 points in the third quarter last night. Teddy, you talked about how the Clippers folded up shop in the third quarter. Golden State had something to do with that, obviously. Uh, They were down 18 in the third quarter to Portland a couple games ago. They won a 30-6 run and win that game. They were down by 12 in the fourth to Minnesota three games ago. Went on a big fourth quarter run and won that game. I just wonder how much they have left in the tank here. Pelicans desperate for wins at this point, as I mentioned, just by the slimmest of threads hanging out to that final playing spot. Going to take four points here. And, you know, without the injury report being seen, obviously, again, in today's NBA, you do try and jump the gun with teams that may rest guys. So I'm going to try New Orleans here, plus the four in what should be a really close game against Golden State. Robert Vito. Outstanding work. Rob, what do you got to promote? Let's promote college hoops here real quick, Prez. It's been a really good year where college basketball is concerned, up about 67 units of profit on the year. Got a couple of college plays up and available right now, wagertalk.com. Also, NBA up uh, and rolling right now. We've got a conference tournament time coming. Wager Talk does have a huge NCAA basketball um, deal going on right now. Huge savings involved right through March Madness and the national championship game. So you want to get involved in that. Like I say, it's been a good college basketball season. Look to continue it. And you can find everything, all of my work over at wagertalk.com. Awesome stuff, Rob Vino. Excellent work and really tight today, Teddy. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I'm giving Rob a full 10 out of 10 on that uh, segment. Teddy, I'm away next week. Steve Merrill will be hosting with you. I am in Whistler until April 3rd, but I'm working the entire time. Next week is the only week I'm going to take off. I will be doing these shows sporadically throughout the month. Uh, There'll be a few days. Next week, no press. After that, the remaining three weeks, I will be around most of the time as we do have a time zone uh opportunities so i can get the show in and then hit the slopes obviously i'm going to be handicapping all along the way so guys stay with me uh if you're my customers i will be doing all the work required this is important stuff teddy we only got 96 likes given that i'm going away i'm going to forgive the remaining four likes and do a daily presidential address but when i get back there's no negotiations anymore it's 100 likes or nothing Guys, please subscribe to our channel. Greatly appreciated. Teddy, it's time.
All right, everybody, I've got, uh, I'm going to take apart every game on the board in NHL in this video and give you my thoughts. Uh, the only game I won't touch is the Anaheim uh, Ducks versus the Montreal Canadiens. So there are four other games we will go through. Before we get into that, I do want to make mention that uh, the Odd Couple promo at Wager Talk uh, goes until Sunday night. It is a buy one, get one free. Uh, it is a three-day all-access pass to both Petty and myself for only $59. Uh, the normal price is $59 for just one of us. You get both for that same price. There's no coupon code required. Head over to Wager Talk. Take a look at Teddy's page or my page and get those plays. I also have four college basketball ATS plays going tonight. Four college basketball ATS plays. And I'm on a ridiculous run. Like, I mean, a ridiculous run in these, uh, in the ATS betting in college basketball, 35 and 12, something like that. Uh, and I have an NBA total tonight, 22 and 5 in my NBA totals. Okay, let's go. Columbus versus Seattle, guys. I love the over tonight. It is six and a half. If I was going to release a play, that would be it. Any team can score on Columbus, and they'll get two or three goals themselves. I think that game ends 4-3, 5-3. Take the over in the Seattle-Columbus game. I like the under in the Edmonton-Winnipeg Jets game. Edmonton had a big breakout game against Toronto two nights ago. Now they play Winnipeg. The only chance Winnipeg has in this game is to keep the score down. If I'm getting a 6.5, I'm taking the under. Take under in Edmonton and Winnipeg. Arizona and Carolina, I like the over six in this game. I think we're going to see a massive blowout game. I would take Carolina minus two and a half goals as well. I think we're going to see a 6-1 type hockey game, take over the total of six. And I like the Vegas Golden Knights on the money line, minus 108 against the red-hot New Jersey Devils. Teddy, enjoy Steve Merrill next week, my brother. Take care of yourselves. Guys, I love you all. Thanks for your loyalty. We'll see you soon. Take us home, Teddy. He doesn't really love all of us. Only some of us. That's oh, yeah. correct. I was like, I don't love you. Yeah, I know. You said you loved us all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not on I'm that list. To, I'm talking to the listeners. The, I love all the, the listeners. Viewers. Uh, yeah, but watchers. not the viewers. You know what, Teddy? I'm done with you. <laughs> That's going to wrap it for the week here on Wager Talk today. Mr. Merrill and I will do it again next week, and Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. here on the left coast, noon for you back east. Between now and then, you guys know what to do. Enjoy the games, and best of luck with all your wagers this week. How do you like to finish the college basketball season paying under $30 per week? Between now and Selection Sunday on March 12th, there are still tons of regular season college basketball action to go. Plus, all of the conference tournaments and Wager Talk and Sports Memo are announcing their March Madness Bonanza special that will include the rest of the college basketball regular season, conference tournaments, NCAA tournament through the national championship, and any plays released in the NIT or CBI tournaments. That's right, from Monday, February 27th through Monday, April 3rd, there are five full weeks of hoops action, which breaks down to under $30 per week. 
Sign up for this promotion now on your favorite Handicappers homepage and get the rest of the college basketball season through the National Championship in Houston on Monday, April 3rd. Plus all non-March Madness tourneys, including the NIT and CBI, all for only $149. That's under $5 a day for one of the best betting experiences in sports. Some call March Madness the most exciting time in sports betting, so act fast as the March Madness Bonanza Special is only available for a limited time. Grab your favorite college basketball handicapper, or perhaps add two or three college hoops experts to make this March Madness not only exciting, but also profitable. No coupon is needed, just head to the homepage of the handicapper of choice and lock the $149 price in now. As the earlier you sign up, the more days you receive.